Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Hello. A little bit late today. We had some technical difficulties. Something's going on with our computers this week. I think uh, Mercury's in retrograde, and it's just affecting the whole world. It's funny, because (laughs) I don't think we've had as many problems uh, in the past year as we've had this week. Yeah. Just weird. It's been very technical glitchy. But we are going to relax and achieve inner peace together. So let's all breathe. (sighs) Okay, let's get started. We're going to talk today about relaxing and achieving inner peace. I'm Shelley Carney. I am a certified wellness and life coach, and I specialize in life design. This is Toby Yunus, my producer and business partner, and he is a business coach and mentor as well. I think uh, stress is, is 50-50. Half the time, it's self-induced. And the other half the time, it's induced by relationships with others. And uh, I don't think it can be be avoided. Mm -hmm. I think uh, life requires a certain amount of stress because stress is a stimulator. It's a stimulant. Mm -hmm. And it uh, stimulates you to action without uh, without generating a lot of negative energy. Now, doctors will tell you that stress uh, uh, and... An undue amount of stress. You're not getting... It's not going to Facebook, is it? No, it's mm. all right. We'll figure it out. It's restream IO. Yeah. Um, an undue amount of stress can eventually lead to uh, physiological problems, even though stress is not intended that way, but it releases stress, releases uh, hormones, it releases... Uh, cortisol. Um, cortisol. It releases other amino acids. Adrenaline. And, and uh, each of those has mm-hmm. an impact on your body. Sure. And... Uh, uh, at the same time, I know people who become uh, addicted to that feeling of True. of responding to stress um, and claim that it's what they need in order to um, in order to um, do s- accomplish things. Yes, and I don't think it's absolutely necessary. I think you can uh, avoid a lot of the self-induced stress by not. I mean, it's just. Not there's nothing that important mm-hmm. in life. Now, on the other hand, if you happen to be in a bank, and a robber walks in, you know, a bank robber walks in with a, a AK-47. Well, yeah, you're you're it's okay. But life it, and it, death it, situations right. require that stress right. response. And uh, so, a lot of uh, the self-induced stress uh, can be controlled. Um, uh, you you have the ability to control it. If you choose to do so, it t- it's a choice. The stress induced by your relationships with others can also be controlled as you start to work with them. And I don't mean you have to correct them each time. You just have to, you have to be open and honest with them and say, you know, I, w- I had made this plan. <laughs> I invited you to participate in this plan. And you chose not to participate in the plan by being there but not participating in the plan. And, um, a- and you can approach it two ways. You can approach it from an anger perspective or you can approach it from the I want to make our relationship better perspective. And, uh, and I hope, uh, and, and hoping they don't take offense at, the, at it. Um, and uh, you go back to that old rule about here's what I would have done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, here's how I do it when I when I allow for it. But uh, at the same time, these are people, if you have relationships uh, that you care about, all the way from friends to your family and loved ones. And um, there, there is... There, there ought to be a Bible verse for this. There is no greater love than to help your fellow person grow and become more aware of themselves. Uh, but you have to do it by making them more aware of your needs. So I know it sounds selfish, but I don't mean it to be. Well, that's okay. We'll get into that. Okay. So stress obviously causes health problems. And here's a huge list of some of the health problems uh, that are caused or exacerbated meaning uh, worsened by stress, Uh, depression and anxiety, uh, pain of any kind, sleep problems, autoimmune diseases. Uh, You've got Hashimoto's or lupus or um, I can't think of any others. (laughs) Autoimmune diseases. Oh, no, I'm not familiar enough with them. Um, Digestive problems, of course. Uh, Skin conditions such as eczema or breakouts, uh, zits and that sort of thing. Heart disease, weight problems, reproductive issues, thinking and memory problems. And we've talked about Toby's heart issues when he had a heart attack. And we both probably, I guess, came to the conclusion it was stress-related because you were, at the time good about exercising and, uh-huh. and trying to stay healthy well, otherwise. Yeah, the conversations I had with my doctor afterwards as they tried to analyze, right, because they go through it with you, what, what exactly happened. And as I described my life, which was raising a family, building a business, um, working out, coaching, you know, mm-hmm. what she did is she had a little whiteboard and, on, <laughs> and she had these magnets and there were red magnets and blue magnets. Mm. And the red or green magnets. I'm sorry, not blue. Red mm-hmm. and green. And she would take these magnets, and I would say something like, "Oh yeah, I coach a Premier League girls soccer team." Mm-hmm. Red magnet, right? Uh, I'm building a, a business that I'm the owner and the only employee, and and I compete in a very difficult red red magnet. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was all over, there were a couple of you know exercise green magnets. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching my diet, green magnets, you know. But uh, by the time it was all over, uh, there were far more red magnets, stress, uh, stress-induced stress red magnets uh, than there were green magnets. And it was very obvious to them what had caused it. And so their charter, uh, at, and this was, if, if uh, I think I've mentioned that at the time, I was uh, 49, mm-hmm. uh, it was 1998, and uh, their charter basically is uh, you, you have two choices. Uh, you can live the current life that you're living and we'll give you three to five years. Uh, a year at a time. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. you, you'll live another year. You'll live mm-hmm. another year. But eventually, you're just going to damage your heart. Or you can change the way your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And um, you can live a long and fru- as, long, uh, as long and fruitful a life as you want. Yeah. And so it was difficult. It was a year worth of, uh, it was a year's worth of uh, going, not necessarily cold turkey, but it was separating from all these addictions, you know, mm-hmm. the addiction of coaching a premier girls soccer team and, and, and just stepping back from it and allowing us getting an assistant coach that you liked and trusted, et cetera. Um, and the result was it calmed me down. I became, I think, more likable, <laughs> more easy to like as opposed to always under that constant yeah. attack of stress. Um, I didn't increase my exercise level. I was happy with what, 
what, it, what I was doing, and they were happy with it. Um, but, you know, there was a point at which I was, I was training for triathlons. Right. Raising a family, working, training for triathlons. You never have a time. You're, you're sleeping four hours a night. That was another thing, too. Not is, getting enough sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting additional sleep. Yeah. Uh, so I was okay with diet and exercise, but I had all these outside influences right. that were... Right. So keep that in mind if, you know, you're taking a look at your life and some, if you have some of these health problems... Do that pros and cons list that Toby talked about, the red and the green, you know. Uh, is this causing me stress or does this make me feel happy and, and relaxed and the different uh, activities in your life? And go through that list. It's a really excellent idea. So some of the problems that are caused by stress in a cognitive manner are memory problems, inability to concentrate, poor judgment, seeing only the negative, anxious or racing thoughts, constant worrying, um, I have people in my life like this, and I try to talk to them about why are you worried about that? Why are you anxious? Well, I don't understand it, and they just are, right? It's their thoughts, and they just don't have a good handle on controlling those thoughts. So they get very anxious, and they are constantly worrying. Do you know anybody like that? Mm-hmm. My oldest son. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like uh, he's uh, at that age. He's in his. Uh, let's see, he was born. So he's uh, forty-seven now, and um, I can tell he's overweight. He's not getting enough exercise, and he has a very his work. He's a self-employed, um, and he's trying to raise a family, health in a healthy way, and it's a lot of stress. Yeah. And so what I do it. You know that my favorite thing is to just call him up and say, "This is <laughs> Let's dietetically also, but but it relieves some of the stress that is just spending time with him in a place that makes him happy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Without that, and we don't talk about work. We don't. We talk. We it's, talk it's, about. It's really an excellent idea. Yeah. I know my daughter is going through some uh, some of these issues, and first thing I offer is, do you want to go with me and visit your grandma? Because that always makes her happy. Mm -hmm. Always calms her down. Mm -hmm. She knows grandma's healthy and safe, and she feels safer and more secure knowing her grandma is, you know, doing well, and and she gets that connection with her and that bonding, and it makes a huge difference. So, I I think getting them out of the situation is very helpful. There are times Mm -hmm. where I'll call them and I'll say, I want to go do a drone shot on, in the Pecos. You want to go with me? And it has, it's, it's not like the drone shot is going to be any better. Yeah. It's that one, that almost two hour drive up mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, Torero or Cowles that gives us the opportunity to spend time together yep. and near the water. And, yeah. and you're trapped in the car, so yeah. you talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So It's awesome. Some of the physical symptoms that come up due to stress are aches and pains, diarrhea and constipation, Nausea, dizziness, chest pain, rapid heart rate, loss of sex drive, frequent colds, or flu. Uh, There is an energy in us that is amplified by stress. Uh, So if we have a positive energy and the stress is a positive kind of a stress, you know, you're excited about going on a trip or getting a promotion or um, there's something really good causing this stress and it gets you motivated and excited, then your energy is good. It is positive and you're going to feel healthier. You're going to feel more awake and aware and alive and 
and just uh, full of joy. But the opposite is also true. If you've got negative stresses against you and, you're get, and your energy is getting low and you're not getting enough sleep and, and uh, you're anxious and you're worrying, it lowers your immunities and you can easily get more colds and flus. So is... Is positive stress an oxymoron? Did I just make that up? Is there such no, a thing? No, um, because there are stresses that are motivating, right? Like uh, you get a phone call and your friend wants to come over and visit you. That's neat. I'm excited. I also need to clean the house really, really fast. And so I'm a little bit stressed, but it's more of an excitement than, ah, you know. Uh, and there's the stress of, I need to get this project done by this deadline but I'm really excited about getting it done, mm-hmm. and maybe I get a promotion after the, you know, or I'll sell a big project, or you know, I'll make money. So there's, there a lot of it is the, the thoughts that go with it, right? Like, oh my God, I can't get anything done. Or you can think, I'm doing this work, and I love this work, and it's awesome, and I can't wait to see it finished. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, I, it just it brought back a, a funny little memory today when I was bringing uh, Phoenix back from the Balloon, Balloon Museum. We were listening to a comedy. He likes listening to the comedy channels. And Gary Goldman was on. And uh, he, he started the, his, his shtick, whatever he was going to do it with. Has this ever happened to you? He said, have you ever walked up to your car and you see what looks like a parking ticket and you have that stressful moment? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I've got a terrible parking ticket. And then you open. You, you go and pick it up and you realize it's a 20% discount from Bed Bath & Beyond. Beyond you know, <laughs> and your whole life changes in that one moment. Like, I don't even true. shop at Bed Bath & Beyond. But, but it's I'm, not a parking ticket. Right, so but I'm it's happy. not a parking t- ticket. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go buy something at Bed Bath & Beyond just for, to spend the 20%. Yeah. So The money I would have spent on a parking ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. That's the next, next slide. Here we go. Uh, some of the emotional symptoms we can experience due to stress, depression or general unhappiness, anxiety and agitation, moodiness, irritability or anger, feeling overwhelmed, loneliness and isolation, other mental or emotional health problems. So again, if you are feeling any of these symptoms, do that pro con list that we talked about with the are these causing me stress or are these giving me joy? Um, and then see how many stressful activities you might be able to either eliminate or change or get some help with. Very nice. Behavioral symptoms, things that we do when we're feeling stress includes eating more or less, uh, sleeping too much or too little, withdrawing from others, procrastinating or neglecting responsibilities. Uh, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do my work. Uh, Using alcohol, cigarettes, or drugs to relax. That's called buffering. Uh, All of these are called buffering. Nervous habits, nail-biting, pacing. Uh, When you notice yourself doing that, immediately go to your thoughts. What am I thinking that's causing me to feel this way, causing me to buffer in this way? What feelings am I trying to avoid um, having, feeling, um, acknowledging? What feelings are there that are causing me to act out in this way? So take a, a look, be an observer. You know, if you start to notice these behaviors in yourself, be an observer. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What am I thinking? 
and uh, start to analyze that and see if you can find a way to reduce that stress with your thoughts. Some of the common external causes are major life changes. Uh, that could be a divorce, a death, um, moving, uh, work or school, relationship difficulties, financial problems, being too busy, feeling overwhelmed, children and family, especially if it's dysfunctional behaviors or uh, children who are a little bit out of control for any reason. Um, that can cause a lot of stress. Or if they're not doing well in their own lives, we as parents kind of adopt that as our failure. Um, so that can cause us some stress. you think of any others I've missed? Well, uh, not in this list, but I want to go back to the previous slide because okay. I had a thought while you were just as you were leaving it. Mm -hmm. And that is my experience is that the individual who's in, uh, indicating behavioral system, symptoms like this the behavioral symptom they choose is, generally speaking, the exact opposite of their normal behavior. Mm. So if they're, uh, uh, if they're uh, social, right, if they like being around people, they're extroverted, and suddenly they're withdrawing from others. So there seems to be this, <coughs> I don't know if it's true for everyone, but my experience has been that... Um, when, when somebody does the opposite of what you think them to be, mm -hmm. you know, Toby Eunice is a upbeat kind of guy, and suddenly Toby Eunice is withdrawn and mad at the world and just negative about he's everything. He's watching too much MSNBC. <laughs> and he's watching too many political. I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm actually weaned from Stressed that. Stressed you out. Yeah. No, that's true. My, I can use my son <clears throat> as an example. He's usually a very easygoing you ask him to do anything, sure, he'll take care of it. Um, he's very good about uh, doing whatever he says he's going to do. Mm -hmm. But um, when he's stressed out, uh, he doesn't get enough sleep, he doesn't eat, and he gets very touchy. You know, yeah. you can't say or look at him the wrong way, or right. he's just upset, you know, anywhere from wanting to cry to being angry mm -hmm. and... Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. I think then it's we easy were to spot. Always, as parents, saying, you know, you need to get some more sleep. We've been saying that since the day he was born. You uh -huh. know, <laughs> get more sleep. I uh, took you two slides ahead. All right, common internal causes: things that are going on inside <coughs> of us that manifest in those behaviors might be pessimism, uh, looking at the future as it's going to, you know, it's never going to get any better and. And uh, everything's going wrong and everything's going to continue to go wrong. And I'm so unlucky. And all of those pessimistic attitudes can really cause yourself stress. Inability to accept uncertainty. Well, waiting for anything is stressful, especially if it's a medical issue and you're waiting to hear from the doctor or you're waiting to uh, know what's going on with a spouse or a child. Um, very uh, stressful times there. Uh, rigid thinking, lack of flexibility. Uh, when you're, when you know, it's my way or the highway, I don't want to listen to anybody else, uh, that you can cause yourself stress doing that. Negative self-talk. I think that goes along with the pessimism. You know, uh, low self-esteem, telling yourself, you know, I, I can't do anything right. Um, you know, people are... People don't like me. They, they're never going to invite me to their party because, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not fun or, you know, just negative. <laughs> fun. Negative. Um, I'm not any fun. I'm not, I'm not interesting. I'm not fun. I can't do that. That's all my negative self-talk. And so I try really hard to never say that stuff uh, to myself, especially out loud. There, I just did it. <laughs> we'll just clear it away. <laughs> Blow it away. There we go. Uh, unrealistic expectations like perfectionism. Uh, it can so stop you in your tracks. I can't write this paper because I, I, it won't be perfect, and uh, so I'm not even going to start. Um, I can't. I can't do this perfectly, so I'm not going to start. I'm not going to turn my homework in. This was my daughter. I'm not going to turn my homework in because it's not perfect and it, it's not going to get an A, so I just won't turn it in at all. Yeah, that was that was difficult to deal with. Like, just do it. <laughs> Why is this hard? Sometimes we just don't understand when people are stuck in these modes and where is the stress coming from? Um, having an all-or-nothing attitude. Again, uh, if I can't be perfect, I won't do it at all. Um, if it's, you know, if if you're not going to do it my way, we're not even going to go there. Um, I used to, uh, when I would teach my sales training classes, um, I said, you can either be all of these things, and I had a list very similar to this, uh, or you can pick one of these. Flexible, adaptable, agile. Pick one. You don't have to be all three. Pick one and put that in your mindset and start they sound all the same though <laughs> they, they aren't they, they aren't it's funny uh, because they aren't if you look at their definitions they actually have different meanings okay. but they mm. fit your personality uh, mm. a flexible person is different from an adaptable person from an agile person mm. and I've always thought about myself am I? I think you're flexible you're, you're open to new thinking and you're willing to try it. You, you know about the conversation that you had with your mentor this week. Mm -hmm. uh, and you called me and said, we need to change We're making our show. changes. We're making changes, <laughs> yeah. So you're flexible. Uh, you're open to new thinking. The adaptable person just takes kind of what's coming and changes themselves. They modifies themselves to accommodate it. The agile person is constantly you know, like a basketball player. I always think of them as a like a tennis player, uh, agile, getting to the ball before it goes off the court, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, but if you, you can't, well, I suppose you could be all three, but that's going to be just as psychotic as trying to be all of these things, right? Mm. Uh, so pick one <laughs> and then just start treating your life in a flexible or an adaptable or an agile way. And uh, it starts relieving stress right away because mm. you're open to... You know the, the 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 new things that are coming, mm -hmm. and uh, what's what is interesting about this period of time that we're living in um, uh, is that transitions are happening so rapidly. Yes, we it's hard for us to keep up with mm -hmm. them. And if you're not flexible Especially or adaptable, Especially in the internet and digital yeah, yeah, world. Yeah. yeah, if you're not flexible, if you're not adaptable, yeah. if you're not agile, you're going to miss that train. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, you're, it's not that you're going to lose in life or anything like that, but it's a lot more fun when you can look at these you're things and say... You're always going to be behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so feeling that. <laughs> when you can uh, look at things now and say, well, this is cool. Let's, let's try this. Mm -hmm. and, and we just had a situation. We had a situation where a half hour ago, everything was running right. We started show and we both noticed there was something wrong. Um, neither one of us panicked. 
we knew that the show at some point was going to start a little bit late, and then we <laughs> went through a series of... And we have a forgiving audience. Yeah. We went through a series of uh, troubleshooting steps that resolved the problem, that took time, resolved the problem, and you can approach it one of two ways. You can both panic and start yelling at each other and blaming each other and blaming the computer and all this, or you can take the steps. And that's what adaptability, flexibility, and agility, one of, one of, one of those behaviors or behavior types uh, will get you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can stay on things, be ahead of it. So how do we improve our ability to handle stress? Uh, I'm going to just give you the, the, the two words, self-care. Take care of yourself. If you're feeling stressed, take some time for yourself. Get some exercise. Connect with people. We've talked about these already. Um, go see grandma if you need to. You know, uh, go see your son and have a conversation and just connect with people. Huge help. Uh, enjoy some sensory input. This could be getting out into the forest and smelling the breeze and, and the trees and the bushes and seeing the animals and the water and hearing the water flowing and all of these things, uh, sensory input uh, is, is going to help you. you know. And if you're a beach person, go to the beach and feel the sand in your toes and, and the, hear the, the, the waves washing up on the shore. If you, know, uh, if you like the park and taking your dog to the park, take your dog to the park, throw the ball, pet the dog, all of these sensory inputs are going to help you uh, release that stress, especially if you're outdoors. Because, this sounds a little weird, but just like all the plants around us absorb our exhalations, mm -hmm. our carbon dioxide, uh, they also absorb our stress. Our stress energy goes into plants and into the earth, and it gets grounded and uh, we can just shed it that way. And they give us back that peaceful energy. So get outdoors and, and enjoy some sensory input. Uh, breath exercises. That's what we did at the beginning. We took a big inhalation. <sighs> Exhalation. If you're getting into an anxiety panic attack mode, focus on exhalation. Get all the air out of your body. <sighs> And then fill back up again. And keep doing that until you have calmed yourself down. Eat healthy. What is healthy eating? Uh, vegetables. Raw, regular vegetables. Like raw or cooked, but uh, fresh vegetables. Always healthy. Um, you know, I could argue all day with you about everything else that you might eat or not eat and what is healthy and what's not healthy. As long as it agrees with you and you're not allergic to it and it's a vegetable, eat it. Get enough sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, find out why. Toby had to find out why. He went through a sleep study and found that he needed a CPAP. Uh, he sleeps much better now. But he still has nights when thoughts are racing and mm. he can't sleep. I don't have that problem. <coughs> if I have a problem sleeping, it's usually because I had caffeine too late in the day or something like that, some weird thing that I did, that, or, or drank alcohol too late at night, um, and it, 
interferes with my sleep. But I don't have the racing problems because if I start thinking things, I can usually say, stop thinking. And then I run through breath exercises and relaxation exercises in my mind. And it's so boring, it puts me to sleep. (laughs) Well, I found a way to correct it when I have those nights where Mm -hmm. my mind is just zooming. What do you do? um, I I found a couple of uh, YouTube channels Mm. that, I don't know what, I I don't want to call them boring. They're not boring, but they're relaxing. Mm -hmm. They're nothing, they're, 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 uh, oriented to crafts and uh, restorations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's something very relaxing about, it. and that kind of changes my train of thought and gets me into the sleep mode. So I've learned oh, I've learned to do that. Yeah, I've been I've had a good, solid two or three months now. Well, very good. All right, so look for something like that, something that relaxes you, gets your mind off your worries, to help you get to sleep. Uh, meditation and self care again. Meditation is can be as simple as uh, having a, a tape that you listen into uh, on your phone. I'm just uh-huh. not a tape. It's a digital product that's <laughs> guided meditation or watching a on guided meditation recorder. on YouTube. Um, there, the, you can find uh, apps. I have a wonderful app called Solvana, S-O-U-L-V-A-N-A. Amazing meditations, guided meditations on there. Um, Tons and tons of meditations out there for you to uh, use. Uh, so look for that. If and you get promotions for Calm, uh, Calm, try it out. It does have an, a monthly expense associated with it. But if you're one of those people that needs help in terms of uh, s- establishing a relaxation routines, uh, it's very good at that. It's worth mm. the expense. And laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. So, you know, if there's an, an old movie you like that makes you laugh, put it on. If you have Netflix and put on the they have those stand-up comedian shows they have a serious radio sh- uh several serious serious radio seven channels seven seven uh which is comedians put one of those on and laugh and that is so freeing um really helps take care of your stress then i want to talk a little bit about this storytelling therapy Similar to what Toby was saying with his the YouTube channels he enjoys, there's a bit of a story to it, you know, because there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, even though it's putting together a craft or uh, restoring something from old to new, there's a story. And what story does, it's, it's embedded in our DNA. Uh, we've been passing down history through stories uh, since day one of you know, human civilization. What it does is it causes the listener to enter into a little bit of a trance. They let all their worries and fears and anxieties and thoughts go while they focus on the story. We're just made that way. Uh, We identify with the elements in the story. Oh, yeah, that's like that one time that happened to me. And and then, oh, what did he do? Well, I, hmm. you know, we start to identify with the characters in the story. Oh, that one's not like me at all, but this one is, you know. Oh, I'm totally a Carrie, you know, or I'm a Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> we identify. Um, and what we do is we have he- images forming in our head uh, that become healing and positive in the giving us ideas for positive and healing outcomes. Uh, this is, is an effective method of treating patients who have 
uh, serious diseases such as cancer. They do a lot of imagining um, stories and, uh, you know, now the the red blood cell and the white blood cell and they're going, you know, they tell them stories about what, what's going on inside their bodies and they can imagine these things and they can guide their bodies toward health. Um, because it accesses our imagination and inspires our creativity and helps us to tap into our intuition. So it opens up new ideas for us. So when I tell a story um, to a client, they might just sit there and intake the whole story. And during that time, it could spark an idea. Oh, you know what I could do? I could do this. Obviously, they came up with that because they were freed their minds up and they weren't stuck. Uh, they had that access to their intuition. Uh, I, I feel the same way in the sense that uh, I learned the lesson of storytelling when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And my uncle Mundi would read stories to us and put us to sleep. I did the same thing with all my children where I'd read stories to them and it would put them to sleep. And mm -hmm. sometimes it was funny because I would read from a book that was far more mature than, <laughs> than they were, you know, mm -hmm. a political book or a history book, something like that. But they'd listen to it long enough to go to sleep. Um, and I think as adults, we have options uh, with things like podcasts, where mm -hmm. if you just get away and, and focus on the podcast, or uh, I'm a big fan, you've heard me say this before, of Audible, uh, I don't read anymore. That's not <laughs> bad. I'm still learning because I uh, uh, listen to Audible. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find it, uh, once you put those, I don't use these headphones. I use the tiny little earbuds. You put them in and you sit back, whether you're inside or outside. It's, it's a form of meditation. You get to listen to somebody else telling their story. And uh, I'm always fascinated. I do a lot of um, uh, nonfiction uh, mm -hmm. reading rather than fiction, but I'm always interested uh, in the author's uh, thoughts on certain matters, and mm -hmm. and it stimulates additional thoughts. So. Yeah, I was listening to an uh, audio book today, and, you know, he would, he would be giving examples, and I would be thinking, oh, well, I could do this, or mm -hmm. this is how that would work for me, mm -hmm. you know, I would. Yeah. Uh, so it did. It really opens up uh, yeah. your um, thought processes. Rumi said, a tale, however slight, illuminates truth. So stories are there to attract and appeal to everyone. Um, because they offer knowledge, entertainment, and connection. We're connected either with the characters or with the st storyteller themselves or with the other people who are also listening. It brings us together. It gives us all a frame of reference. If we've all heard the same story, oh, we all know the story of Star Wars, and let's talk about Luke Skywalker. Well, we all have now a frame of reference, a culture. We've built a culture around our stories. Uh, because we know the same stories, we are in the same culture, and we belong. So um, stories are huge in, in human development. Uh, again, uh, we use it uh, in sales. Mm -hmm. The better you can tell a story... Uh, and that person can relate to the story that you're telling, the better mm -hmm. it is for the sales process. That's yeah. right. That's right. So guess what's coming to the softer side? We are going to start including storytelling therapy. Uh, uh, some of our videos will be more 
storytelling therapy than, than others. We're going to be having some changes coming. Uh, some of our videos, the videos that are live, are going to start uh, changing from long presentations uh, where we have a conversation and then a short conversation with the chat room and then we close. That's what we've been doing. We're going to have shorter presentations and more conversation with you in the audience. Uh, I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to hear what you're going through. I want to know your challenges and how we can help you better. So we're going to be asking you to give us more feedback, not only in the chat room, but we're going to open up the phone lines as well and let you call in and talk to us. Of course, you can always email and uh, we can discuss your email in uh, the show as well. So our regular live shows are going to be more like our uh, a Gypsy's Kiss shows where we, you know, talk about what the topic is, look at any messages we get, say hello to everybody in the chat room, open up the phone lines, and just continue to have a conversation while we wait for you to call in. Um, when we're not doing that type of a show, we'll be doing a storytelling therapy show where we will have a quote and a story, and that will lead us into a topic and uh, it just will be very relaxing and calming and give you the opportunity to do that letting go of your worries and your fears and your anxieties and just listening to the story and being relaxed and that should be able to open up your creativity and your intuition it's sort of like meditation so these are all going to be centered around life coaching themes and offering valuable insights sounds like fun yeah and that's going to be coming starting next week. So here's my recommendations. Recognize the signs of stress in your life. All those signs we talked about, you know, they might be behaviors that you're displaying. They might be in your mind or they might be uh, physical illnesses that you're experiencing. Actively practice self-care and stress reduction. Again, red and green, just like Toby talked about. What is causing me stress? That's in the red. The green is what is relieving stress and bringing me joy. Make sure they're at least even. Hopefully you have more green than red, but they should be at least even. And if they're not, start adding some activities to the green side that are uh, self-care. You know, maybe take a hot bath and listen to my favorite podcast or meditation, guided meditation. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, what's one of your favorites? Mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. You know, that relaxes him. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's out of that uh, art uh, or, or uh, Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance theory. When I'm active like that, when mm -hmm. I'm... It's uh, very Buddhist. Yeah. Just keep carrying water and, and, and sweeping the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and ideas will come and, you know, because you've... You're, you're not being stressed. My, my Saturdays are very, very busy with things like mowing the lawn and washing my truck. And, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the most relaxed I am d d during the week mm -hmm. as a result of all that kind of zenish effort. That's right. Connect and participate. We talked about how I said my daughter needs to visit with her grandmother to feel connected, to feel uh, cared for, to feel that she has someone also to care for. Uh, in her life and she feels more safe and secure in that environment 
she grew up spending a lot of time with her grandmother. So now that she's an adult and married and living away, um, it tends to be stressful when she doesn't get to see her. So connecting with her is, is very important. And Toby connecting with his children is very important to him. That's why he's, you know, made that a priority in his life and to participate. And those of you here in the chat room who continue to show up and continue to speak to each other as a community, you know what it is to participate. And I do hope that this provides that uh, stress relief for you as well. Another way you can release some stress is to reach out to the softer side by joining the member vault at esofterside.com. Join our Facebook group. We're on Facebook and they do the at sign, the softer side, and I think it should show up. I've been working on my Facebook uh, group page so that, uh, you know, it's getting better and it's, <laughs> it's process. Um, we do have a podcast, which is we just take the audio from these videos and put them up um, as a podcast that you can download and listen to when you're on the go. And then you can find those at Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can always email me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. Yes, I have a course on Udemy, be your own, how to be your own life coach, and it's at this uh, link, which is in the description box as well. Now, it's normally priced at $89.99, and that's the price that it's gone back up to today. It was on sale for the first couple of days, um, and now it's back up to its regular price. However, I have a coupon code for uh, all of my viewers, and you can save 80%. It's only $19.99. And again, this is in the description box. If you type in the coupon code LifeCoach19, LifeCoach in all capital letters, all one word, 19, for the price of $19.99. So go there and check that out. Uh, design your thoughts with a free discovery coaching session. Again, you can sign up at esofterside.com for this free discovery coaching session. And I have a special surprise for those of you who take advantage of this. The first three people to schedule a free discovery coaching session with me will get a free Be Your Own Life Coach course. And as we just mentioned, that's a $90 value. Do I qualify awesome. for that? Huh? Do I qualify for that? You want the free course? Well, I want to do the, if I get the free course by getting a free discovery coaching session. Yeah, you just get up there on esofterside.com and mm -hmm. sign in and mm -hmm. schedule your call. You're going to get a free life coaching course. All right. Uh, let's do our live chat Q&A. And here's the cue. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to stress and anxiety in your life? What's your biggest no, challenge? No, you're you're, I always <laughs> go first. What's oh, your biggest challenge? What's my biggest challenge when it comes to stress and anxiety in my life? Well, I think I have a lot of stress uh, and anxiety about money. I always have. And it. here's what it does to me. Um, if my husband were to say something like, well, we're getting close to running out of money in the checking account. Now, he doesn't use those exact words. He's uh -huh. like, we've got, a, we've got $100 left in the checking account until payday. That is a fact. That is a circumstance, right? That shouldn't, shouldn't be a big, ah, but 
the thought that I have that goes after that circumstance is, oh my God, we're running out of money and it's all my fault. Oh, well, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a bad thought to have because what is, what is the feeling that causes is uh, guilt, uh, panic, uh, and stress, obviously. Uh, and then my action that I take is to uh, buffer. You know, I go do some editing or I hide and go read or watch TV and try not to think about how I'm not making enough money uh, to put anything into the checking account to pay for all our bills, you know. Um, and so the result line is uh, I'm not making any money. And so the thought is I'm not making any money. The result is I'm not making any money. So this causes me a lot of stress. So I have been working on this for the past couple of months, uh, trying to change that. Um, now, he, he doesn't tell me this very often that we're getting low mm -hmm. on money, especially now that the kids are done with college and we don't have those big bills to pay. Um, and it's, So I've been working on changing my thought processes around money and that, um, you know what, we're fine. We've... We've never been homeless. We've always made food our on the table. house payments and uh -huh, our car yeah. payments. And, and we have a huge support system that surrounds us uh, that we, we can always reach out to people if we got desperate. And we've never been, well, I wouldn't say we've never been that desperate because when we were first married, when we were very, very young, uh, we did have a couple of times where we needed to borrow money from the parents for, you know, to get us through um, uh, a month or two, but we would pay it back, you know, and, uh, we got back up on our feet. But, um, I, I, I think that it's funny. We, we were watching television the other night and they were talking about student debt and how st student debt is, is such a huge problem in our country. And students are, you know, have this debt through their whole lives, uh, even until they're senior citizens sometimes, they carry this debt and we looked at each other and we were like, we made the right decision mm -hmm. because we paid for our kids mm -hmm. college uh, a semester at a time. And, you know, it was a stretch, but we did it. We didn't send them to an Ivy league school, but you know, they got a grad, they got, they graduated and, and they're, they're, you know, solid education. And we didn't borrow any money to do that, so we don't have that hanging over our heads, and we don't. And the kids don't have that hanging over their heads for the rest of their lives either. And that can be such a huge stress to have debt in your life. And you know, you know, I can't go on a big vacation. I can't buy a new car. I can't do these, these, these things because I have this huge debt that I have to pay off first. And it's one of those debts, as you know, that just. They're, they're never satisfied. You can continue to pay and pay and pay, and they just keep jacking up the interest rates and it never goes away. I, I tried, uh, I made, made it a point not to have my children stuck in that debt cycle because I really felt at some point it was kind of a cabalic conspiracy between mm -hmm. the banks and the educational institutions who weren't providing any better a product but we're raising the rates to yep. go along with it. And half the time it had nothing to do with education. Mm -hmm. It had to do with sports teams. Mm -hmm. So yep. I, I told them, yep. find, a, find a school. First of all, find a school that has a reputation for its scholastic capabilities mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. its sports teams because <laughs> you're going to be paying for it. Well, that's why we sent Jared down to New Mexico Tech to yeah, start. Yeah, then yeah that's why Ryan <laughs> ended up at Coastal Carolina University, yeah. which did have sports teams but didn't have a big uh, sports 
athletics program. More like a Big Ten, yeah. like ASU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I, I, there are times where, to me, that falls into that, there's something wrong with that whole model. And then, mm. and then I, I didn't have it when I was in college, but there was a point at which I realized uh, when uh, Jason went off to college, mm-hmm. um, he, he stopped calling about money, like, hey, Dad, could you send a check or things? Because he had a, he had, like all the kids that went to college, he had an allowance, and he was mm-hmm. asking us. So I called him and I said, I haven't heard from you in a while about the whole money. He said, oh, I've got a credit card. And I said, how did you get a credit oh, card? Boy. You had no credit, you know? Yeah. And he was that yeah. first one where Pete, the banks, again, were giving children, yeah. effectively, mm-hmm. credit cards. And, they, and then just added to the debt burden. Uh, mm-hmm. but this was before the whole... Let's make a student loan, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that really, I made it a rule. I, I paid off whatever he owed, and I said, if you want my support through college to all the children, no credit cards, no credit. I'll pay for it, right? That's the deal. I'll pay for it. There's some constraints. If you're going to go out of state, you've got to make up the difference, but you can't make up for, for the difference of debt. You get a job. Um, uh, so there were restrictions because I couldn't imagine them ending up with that kind of the burden of that kind of right. debt before they even got started with their life. You know, they're not guaranteed jobs anymore. There's no guaranteed jobs, even if you do have a degree. So don't get me started. Right? So that causes you stress too, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well... Good thing you're retired now, don't yeah, you? And no, your no, kids are out done with school. And college and oh, all and I tell you what, <sighs> when when your kids are babies, you just can't wait for them to, you know, roll over. Then you can't wait for them to crawl. Then you can't wait for them to walk. And then you can't wait for them to get potty trained. And you can't wait for them to, you know, to, to go to school. And and they're so cute with their little backpacks and you know, going off to kindergarten, you know. And, uh, and you go through the whole thing and oh just get out of high school just graduate just graduate and then they get into college and just just finish just graduate you know and and we're so excited that they're done and it's just such a relief because now you know schooling can be so expensive through our whole lives you know clothes and um school supplies and uh, school trips and and then they need money for this thing and that thing and the other thing at school and my goodness, there was always something, and it's so nice that they're done, and you don't have those surprises anymore. Oh, look, you know, you still have weddings, you know, things like well, weddings. Oh, no, well, not with my daughter, but well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Her wedding consisted of, you Four know, going to the courthouse. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then you still have surprises like you know, car repairs and stuff, but. That's offset by the fact that we don't have car payments anymore. So, anyway, uh, that's my money issues. <laughs> that's not what the show is supposed to be about today. So, uh, let's change the title to Shelley's money. Shelley's money, money issues. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> what do we got going on in the chat room? Anything? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually uh, pretty quiet, uh, Huli, and uh, there are other people in the chat room, but they're being quiet. We'll Joe S. Uh, s- uh, says, "Hey, hello, Joe." Uh, Huli says, "Hi from Maryland, hey, Maryland." Uh, work, of course, is stressful, and seeing friends and family in bad situations is hard to watch. That really is tough because you don't, you don't. It's hard to watch people who you care about fall into these situations. Uh, my sister, uh, actually, all my siblings, uh, they they struggled with drugs and alcohol their entire lives, and it was just hard to watch. And um, 
I felt like there was nothing I could do to help. I mean, that, that really is hard. Uh, Joe says, yes, I have a grandson that is going down the tube and not going to be helped until he hits bottom, I guess. And then Holy says, sorry to hear that, Joe. I hope he's able to find help and get a hold of himself before then. I have a niece who just hit bottom, I understand. So yeah. it, we just really need to be there as, uh, you know, just let them know when you're ready. I'm here. I'm not going to turn you away. Um, I am family and you have a support system. Just keep reminding them they have a support system. And when they're ready to ask for help, they'll know where to go. So where do you draw the line? Because I experienced this again with my sister. Where do you draw the line between I'm, I, I'm willing to help, yeah. but don't bring your baggage into my house, right? Don't, don't make me a part of your problem. Well, that's your boundaries <coughs> that you set up from the get-go. When well, they do come to you for help, you say, here's what I will do. And here's what I will not do. The, 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 the problem that I experienced, especially with her, was that she would do that and I would s establish the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then the boundaries were her excuse for saying, oh, you really don't want to help me. You know, that, that always seemed, there seemed to be a cycle with yeah. that. That I could never, I could never find the right balance. That, that was her trying to manipulate you uh, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional blackmail. Nobody should put up with emotional blackmail ever um, because they they only end up, you know, mm -hmm. causing you stress, breaking into your boundaries and making you feel resentful. Mm -hmm. So when they start that, you just say, you know, um, I'm not going to put up with emotional blackmail. Uh, I came through on my part of the deal, which I said that I would do, and now we're done here, you know, and you just have to be very firm. Mm -hmm. Well, not that I have the problem anymore, bless her yeah. heart, <laughs> bless her soul. Yeah, it's, it's not easy, of course, but do stand up for yourself, do have your boundaries, but also let them know when they're ready to seek that support, you're there, uh, so that they know they can call and uh, reach out when they're ready. I tell you what, it's, it's been a blessing to me to know that I have support and I don't often rely on it um, or ask for more of it, uh, you know, because I'm like, I'm fine, I can do this, I'm, I can deal, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. Um, but when you reach out to your support system and they come back and give you that support, it's such a wonderful feeling that you wonder why did I wait so long to ask for help mm, that's <laughs> interesting I, I, I've always thought of myself as a self-sufficient mm -hmm. you know self-supporting person uh, as you get older of course I'm sure it's going to change at some point but I have plans in place that avoid me having to go out I don't I think if uh, if if I were to surprise one of the kids one day with I need your help I think they'd be surprised like I, I've never had to do that they, and I d I'm not even sure they expect that from me. No. Give me some insight. Well, you maybe should ask for help. Because it would make them feel stronger, right? Mm. To know that they could be of help. And I know there are some issues in your family that you could use some help with. Mm -hmm. um, and I think asking for that help will give them that opportunity to stretch a little bit and, um, you know, it, it would create a deeper bond between the two of you. Mm. 
<coughs> Less self-sufficiency is what you're suggesting. No, I'm just, well, I know you're self-sufficient. They know you're self-sufficient. It's uh -huh. not like you're asking for money or food right. or something. Um, and, of course, you're not some kind of drug addict or anything that they have to worry if, if they did give you money that you'd spend it on drugs or something. Um. <laughs> yeah, I would spend it on more equipment. <laughs> well, and you wouldn't ask because you wouldn't spend their money that they would spend on their right. kids' education yeah, on yeah. equipment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but in the case of, you know, emotional issues or a familial bond issues, and you say to Toby, Renee, I need some help bonding with another one of my children. Mm -hmm. um, what can we do? And just... Let her brainstorm that. You know who's very interesting at that and who's very good at that is Sean. Sean is very sensitive to the, the whatever challenges I'm and facing. And you could open it up children. to any of the and children who yeah. are not that one yeah. that you're having the problem Sh with. Sean's very good about knowing my, my behaviors and saying your behavior is causing this problem. You need to fix this. Do whatever you know takes to fix this. She's, she's very... Um, well, uh, and she's gone through counseling, so that also yeah. is a great process for learning yeah. how to counsel others as yeah. well. Oh, she's very good at letting me know that I'm stepping on some toes or that I need to correct a situation and things like that. And I've always appreciated it. My, when, when she first started doing it, I always felt like, you are, you know, 30 years younger than me. What do you know? But I realized she was far more sensitive. She, she just to, wanted to, to help. Things. Yeah. Just have to look at that way. Yeah. You know, she just wants to help me. Whether she's right or wrong, it yeah. doesn't matter. Right. Why is she doing it? Because she loves you. Yeah. All but right. That's okay. You're we'll done. get stories out of it. All right. Thanks so much for being here today for all your great questions and comments. And I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. And expect those changes to be coming. And again, don't forget about that Udemy course, How to Be Your Own Life Coach how to be your own life coach on Udemy. Check that out uh, and use that coupon code lifecoach19. Good. Okay. All right. And we will see you on Wednesday for the softer side. I'm your transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to the softer side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterSide.